Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. What is going on, guys? Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is episode 81. Thank you so much for joining. I am excited to have a Tyson Banker back on the show today. If you don't know Tyson Banker, he is one of the awesome writers we have on BreakerCulture.com. He's been putting out NFL articles all year and uh, is now dabbling in um, just some MLB stuff, some baseball stuff. So it's been really good. He put out a top 15 MLB buys heading into 2020. He's actually part two of part three into that, and we talk about those 15 guys. I think it'll be fun to break that down a little bit more. We also wrap a bow around everything that's happened in the NFL season, talk about some of his weekly reports, his observations from the rookie class, and really this idea of taking advantage of the potential cyclical comeback that we might see for NFL cards next year. This was not a good season for NFL collecting, period. It just was not... And I was not an advocate of it, just so you know. Um, you probably do know because you've listened to the show. But uh, but I think we're probably going to see a little bit of a comeback next year. I think we're going to have a down class in, in the NBA. And I think we're probably going to have a pretty good offensive class in the NFL. Might be a good opportunity to start to grab some guys during the offseason that could potentially um, appreciate during the offseason heading into next season. So we talk a little bit about that and get Tyson's opinion. We also break down... A little bit about the 2020 rookie class. So, lots of stuff. Lots of conversation. Tyson is the man. Super thankful to have Tyson on the team. I think you'll enjoy the conversation today. Uh, real quick, if you're not a part of the Patreon, no worries. But I just want to let you know kind of some stuff that we're doing on the Patreon. It's our premium membership site. Um, lots of members over there. And I'm putting out um, updated, in-depth reports and analytics every few days. And really the idea there is not just to help you understand what's happening in terms of sales data and and all that good stuff, which we do, um, but really to take it the next step and combine it with statistical data, performance data to help you understand where there's good opportunities to purchase, sell, and even hold guys that maybe you're interested in or maybe you're not interested in, but it just looks like a great opportunity. So we we dig into that stuff. It's it's pretty heavy, pretty in-depth. I try to simplify it as best as I can. But there's some awesome people in the community there that help provide additional insight and uh, feedback. And I think you'll you'll enjoy that. So go to the, the, the link in the show notes. It's the www.patreon.com backslash breaker culture. But uh, we love to have you there. Obviously, a lot of a lot of free stuff on breakerculture.com as well. And don't forget about our Discord. Our Discord continues to grow. We're in the multi-hundreds of members now, and uh, just some awesome, awesome conversation taking place every day to help each other out. It is a healthy, I, I don't say that lightly, like it is a healthy community, and uh, I, I try to kind of keep tabs on that to make sure that it is continuing to be healthy and help us all out when it comes to investing and, and comes to just being a collector. So... Join that. Link is in the show notes as well. Have yourself an amazing weekend. Too.
Tyson, how you doing, man? Great, man. How are you? Doing good. You surviving the negative 40 degree temperatures up there? What's going on with that? Yeah, we're surviving it slowly but surely. Thank God we're out of it finally, but we're surviving for sure. Are you guys in a warming warming trend? You guys at zero degrees? Yeah, yeah we're up above zero. Yeah, we got probably right around 34, 35, which feels like a Swedish massage compared to two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so No kidding. For those who don't know, uh, and obviously you don't know, but because Tyson sent me a text message, and I think your temperatures were actually what, negative 25? Is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah, negative 25, I think, negative 30. I remember I texted my buddy in Hawaii, and I said, it's kind of crazy right now. There were 100 degrees apart right now, and I wasn't Whoa! That is crazy <laughs> to think about. Yeah. He's just like, that's a good integer problem. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I was like, yeah, man, this is ridiculous. I just like, when it was those temperatures, I was like, I need coffee, like constantly. I need, co- I need something hot, coffee, coffee, coffee. So you got wow. me through it. Wow. That, that's just mind blowing. I can't even, I can't even compute like negative 25, what that should feel like. Like when we get yeah. to zero here, it's like, you got to cover every exposed piece of skin. Right. In negative yeah. 25 degrees, do you, I mean, do you get frostbite basically immediately? Yeah, I mean, I haven't got it yet. And I, I kind of take it lightly, so I, I hope not. So <laughs> we'll oh, see, man. but not yet. Crazy. It's... Well, we're not going to talk about weather. Let's talk about sports <laughs> cards. And uh, I'm excited, man. We have a lot to catch up on. Yeah, for sure. Thanks uh, for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wait, wait. We got some, we got some news flash coming in here. Okay. It's. It looks like Antonio Brown has turned himself in. Can you believe this? What? Um, What's going on with this? I can't believe this in a short story. I can. <laughs> oh man. What is going on with can this guy? I, I think the thing that's most frustrating about like him, like you can see all the posts on Twitter and the videos of him just acting like just. I mean, it's simply ridiculous, but. He really was the best receiver in the league, and he really was talked about as possibly the best receiver of all time, and now it's just gone. Gone, <laughs> just, completely. Just yeah. gone. And in seven months or whatever, you know, maybe probably you know, 10 months, he's literally just flipped his career down the drain. Like, it's gone. And I think that's the sad part because he was really fun to watch. He was really talented. Late-round draft pick out of Central Michigan is just like, now he's just pretty much want to forget him at this point, and that's it's just sad. You feel bad. I, I feel bad in the sense of what he had, and that unfortunately his mental stability is not not good right now. And it's just I I don't know. I kind of feel for him a little bit in that sense, but it's it's on him. It's on him, one hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't even I didn't even dig into what happened, but I saw like the headline where he threw he threw a rock into some delivery guy's truck or something. <laughs> It's yeah, like, it's... what is going on with this guy? <sighs> we joke yeah. all the time about sports cards and how they're so volatile in so many different ways, right? Obviously, stats yeah. and performances, but this is this type of stuff. Granted, he wasn't. I mean, he, like you said, he was the top of his game, but he wasn't worth like astronomical prices. But right. talk about going from seventy-five percent to zero. Yeah, or just, just, just feeling bad, just feeling bad for that lifelong Steeler fan. He has like an autographed Super Bowl jersey of Antonio Brown that he saved at Dubai, and now he's just like, well, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't really want this anymore. Like, <laughs> no so. kidding. Yeah, we uh, we dealt with that a little bit in Kansas City during the off season last year. Um, I feel like I'm gonna have lots of opportunities to talk about the Chiefs, 
about when Tyreek yeah. Hill was going through his stuff, right? It was like everybody right. loved Tyreek Hill last year. We had this, oh my gosh, what's going on? Did, did he hit a kid? Oh, wait, it's his girlfriend. Everyone's getting rid of their jerseys. And yeah. then he was cleared, and everyone's like, oh, let's go buy jerseys. And it's just like... Well, I remember the, the crazy thing from the fantasy perspective because, you know, the whole thing with Kareem Hunt and how quick Kansas City just kicked him the curve. Everyone was just, like, waiting, like, is Tyreek Hill getting out of Kansas City? Because if he does, that kills his fantasy value, which yeah. is going to kill his stat value for the hobby as well, which... You know, it's still not massive being a receiver, but yeah, it definitely was a kind of shook things up. And his was amplified too because it was a kid, I think. Because I 100 percent agree. Yeah, made it way worse than. I mean, we don't really know what happens either, so we can't comment on it. But he's out of the clear, it seems. Yeah, well, <laughs> he he wore <laughs> he worries me at various degrees. <laughs> I do. Yeah, well, that's that's why Dorsey got him where he got him in the draft, right? Like he was no doubt. He was down there for a reason, just like Hunt was. But. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's start by talking a little bit about the NFL. I mean, you, throughout the season, you've been doing um, reports kind of in and out, and I've done a, a poor job of getting them out to everybody, but you've been doing a good job of just kind of keeping folks updated on the, the rookie class and kind of what's happened. Looking back at this season, what are your thoughts? I mean, were you were – you felt you feel like you were let down? you feel like it was a good year for rookies or – Kind of what's your perspective? Um, well, I think just my, you know, one of my first years of really following things closely is just, unfortunately, it is what it is. The quarterbacks is all that's going to drive the value that people are really going to pay close, close attention to. Yeah. Um, I, I think that um, in terms of the class, the class was weaker than the two before. The two before it just have monsters in it. And so it kind of didn't. I, it didn't disappoint because we already didn't expect much. Right. Um, at least, at least I didn't. Um, hmm. I think Ky- Kyler ta- tailed off at the end. It's a little concerning, um, but I'm not sure if that's just them reserving, just trying to keep him out of harm's way. But he didn't do much the last three or four weeks. Um, and then otherwise, it's just kind of like going down from that. It's just it's just kind of who's going to kind of peak interest with their teams, you know, like yeah. Daniel Jones, other Daniel Jones has a shot, but like I've had Josh Jacobs too for a long time, hmm. just cause I think he's just going to be a long time stable running back that the Raiders are going to use and Gruden uses them. Yep. And I like his, I like his market, especially when they go to Vegas. I think we could see a little bit, a little bump, just the excitement. Cause I think there's a lot of, um, with the feel of cards and sports cards, it bodes well for Vegas. So hmm. I think he'll be, I think he'll be good there. So it's interesting. Kind of, kind of couple mindsets I kind of had on it. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I did not think about that perspective from Jacobs going to Vegas. That that is that is definitely something to watch. Um, interesting. Did you um, did you happen to, to track some of these rookies kind of throughout the playoffs? And there, there wasn't a lot. I mean, um, three or four. Yeah, yeah. There's only like kind of the key guys that uh, on my list. There's only a couple. Just yeah. AJ Brown. Yep. was on there. Um, DK Metcalf, and then I dropped Marquise Brown on the on the latest update out mm-hmm. just because he didn't do much in the playoffs and he kind of tailed off again at the end. I still like him for the Ravens just because he's in yep. a great spot with Lamar for a long time. That's not that's good, but Metcalf dominated his first playoff game, so he had a really nice game. Second game was still good, had really nice catch. I remember like a big first down catch. It was really high, only a six four six five guy could get. But Metcalf definitely impressed. AJ Brown, you saw the script for the Titans, run, yep. run, and run, run some more. And so uh, he yep. just didn't have an opportunity to do much. Made some big plays in the game against KC, but 
Um, I, I AJ Brown was my favorite receiver coming out hmm. uh, when I was kind of watching guys. I just liked his like physical nature, his aggressiveness, and just how strong he was at the catch point. Just something I felt really good about. Yep. And so I actually liked him more Metcalf coming out. Everybody's at Metcalf because of the size and stuff. So um, I was like, I liked seeing AJ Brown's finish the year. It was pretty pretty impressive. He put up some big numbers with Tannehill. Um, yeah, and I guess in Super Bowl only we have what two really? We got Hardman, we got uh, yep. Debo, right? Hardman and Debo. Oh yeah, and I didn't mention Debo today. Yeah, Debo's actually on my list too. And he's, yeah, the the thing that's going to be really tough for Debo, besides being a receiver in the hobby, is that the Forty ers have. I, I think the best offensive mind in the game and he spreads the ball around to everybody. Like he, everybody's got three running backs. He uses, he goes to Kittle, he goes to Samuel, he goes to Sanders. Like he just doesn't really have like a number one outlet besides Kittle. So it's yep. just like, I don't think he is, his ceiling's pretty low, but I still think he's a pretty, he's a fun player to, to watch. Like he could, he could pop off in the Super Bowl, have a hundred yards and two touchdowns and people might get high on him. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's um it's interesting because I think that there's been a lot of chatter obviously about Patrick Mahomes and just the rise in his contenders rookie in silver. Yeah, I think now you probably miss that opportunity. <laughs> I think if you're trying to buy in now, you're probably gonna you're gonna pay oh, yeah. absolute peak prices. And at this right. point, you probably want to wait until deep into the off season to grab. Yeah, you're guys. more thinking you're more thinking sell now. Like, yeah, you, you know, and then you're. You sell now is maybe a safe play, and then if you want to wait and you know they're, it's neck and neck for the Super Bowl. So he wins the Super Bowl, then you have a big sell window um, there too, because then people kind of view this as him kind of taking over. You know, Brady lost in the first round for the first time in a long time, and yep. you know we don't know we don't know what's happening with Brady, and just in terms of the next guy that's going to be consistent, Mahomes has definitely got that going hmm. for him. Yeah, for sure. So when you look at the rookies. Um from this past season what's kind of your strategy in the offseason or is there some guys that you're going to be snagging that you think are pretty that are that are underpriced or at least provide some value i think that kyler murray's end of the season just kind of dropped him well within reach for me now like he was above 220 for his silver for a good chunk of the season now yeah. he's down to one but down to 125 in the offseason he couldn't give another 100 like goodness him, i think everybody just might be fading this year completely so i think kyler is a person that i will be looking at to try and get a couple pieces of him for sure because i still the talent is just crazy i just really enjoyed watching him this year um i think you know you know but i don't know it's like Big games, you're probably not going to get a lot from Josh Jacobs, like I said, but I still think 1850 for a silver. I think he could be 35 or 40 if he has another, you know, if he puts another 1800 yards next year, which he can do um, in terms of total yards. Daniel Jones, I'm I'm worried about just because Daniel Jones, Pat Shermer was an offensive-minded coach, a really good offensive-minded coach, and they just switched gears and they went to kind of an unknown guy from the Patriots, and so. Um, they have Jason Garrett as their OC, which is obviously really weird, but as a, as I'm a Cowboys fan, that's really weird, but I just don't know if that's a good thing or not. I don't, I think that, uh, I'm worried about what he's going to be like next year under the new regimen that they're, in, uh, for New York, but I'd say in terms of two guys, actually I'll put three just to make you happy. I think Kyler, <laughs> Kyler, DK and, um, Kyler, DK and Locke I'll watch closely in the off season. You just Locke. said lock. You just yeah. said lock to because you know how much I'm in love with Mizzou. I love it. <laughs> well, but I will give it some context so we're not just being homers here. But I think yep. with lock, the thing his numbers weren't fantastic, 
but he was four and one as a starter. That right. matters. Like he For won sure. four, so he's four and one. That gets your team around you. Like development still can happen. The thing that people get upset with is they don't see instant production. People think they're not good. That's not the case. It used to take two or three years for receivers all the time. And so in quarterbacks, the same people aren't as patient anymore, but I think next year, if he can get going and get some traction and they can get some, you know, get some more offensive line help for him, I think that he could have a good year. Um, Still worried about the accuracy. I still have the same concerns, but at least he went in football games and we can sleep. You know, he's really cheap. He's $33 right now for a silver. So I think, I think there's a chance he could double that if he has a good start to the season. Interesting. A guy like Locke, and I think people underestimate the importance of this, but like he exploded the last two weeks on social media because of his rapping on the sidelines and stuff. Like that that stuff's kind of comical, but like it really matters in the hobby. Like that type of exposure. You're right. It, it like yeah. the, the just the overall awareness of the quarterback. I I think. I think is really important. I think he kind of, to me, I think he's leading the pack heading into the year for sophomore quarterbacks and potential to explode. Right. I think potential to explode for sure. I think it's funny. It's knows that this just shows that you've been in the hobby like way longer than me and way tuned in because you think about the hobby price. And when I see him rapping the sidelines and doing all those things, I think he's having a great time and he loves football. Like, yeah. that's what I, and which I think matters a lot too in terms that's of like, fair. you know, he wants to be there. Like, yeah. he's he's enjoying himself. But I think that's a huge piece to having fun and being successful. Yeah. So, no, that, that, that's uh, a good yeah. point. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned just the, the Kyler Murray prism silver dropping from 220 basically to, to 120. And I, and I think that has a lot to do with Kyler's performance. But I think also, I think we did see a little bit of a shift the last month of the NFL season from, and more so than ever, from football cards to basketball cards. Oh, Those absolutely. Those big money players and even some of the, the folk kind of in the middle there teetering between the sports shifted their money pretty quick with prison basketball. And uh, I think that does provide, finally provide some opportunity to buy basketball. I mean, to buy football cards. I mean, just to provide some perspective. I mean, we had at the end of the year, week two, and you saw Baker Mayfield silvers at 500 bucks. Right. So, and, and, and and Kyler looks more promising than Baker right now after last year. I mean, I, and I love Baker. Like, I I like him a lot, but I just Kyler just looks more talented just watching. And then the thing that I the thing with the Kyler is going to add to that is that he's one twenty five, and you just know the talent level, what you've seen about him. And Daniel Jones is still selling for one ten, and mm. I just they can't be that close to me. Like, I I just yeah. I can't get on I can't get on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> you do not approve of this message. No, I just there's just no. And when you watch their their film and their their highlights and their games, it's just I just think Kyler has so much more to offer. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. So I, I think we both agree. Kyler, Kyler Murray provides an, an incredible opportunity. Maybe not right this second, but for sure during the off season. And I, I'd be a good thing to look. At. I don't know how you would stat this one up, Ty, but with all the money being dumped into basketball right now, like like money is being strained other places. So then does that mean that it, bat football is just to keep coming down for a while? Cause who knows? Maybe Kyler's 80 bucks in two months, yeah. you know, cause everybody's just pouring into basketball because Zion's back and doing well and jaws doing great going for rookie of the year. Like who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> great point. Yep. I'll find some, some sort of way to analyze that. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, so 
have you started to kind of dabble into next year's class? I mean, I, I, yeah. obviously you got Burrow and some other guys, but is there anyone or maybe a few guys that stand out to you that people should kind of keep in the back of their minds heading into next yeah, year? Yeah, like NFL draft day is one of my favorite days of the year, so definitely tuned into that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really like the draft. That's kind of just one of my favorite things. But, yeah, you got Burrow, obviously. Um, so the plus side is one of the most amazing. Like he's one of the top quarterback performances in a year in a long time just yep. like straight through like straight through the sec straight through the national championship just unbelievable numbers the thing that i like about him too is that he's not um he still runs a little bit so he like he hmm. can move kind of move kind of like rogers can you'll get that 10 or 12 yards that kills you on third down and everybody's just trying to cover people um so i really like that about him that he can move as well um, besides him, like Tua's going to be pretty, um, he's going to be a high profile guy as well. Just even though the hip injury concerns you, so you just got to hope that checks out. But, um, he was going to be number one of all pick, but I think before that injury, before Burrow just took the league the season by storm. So he's good. And probably the last quarterback in terms of the hobby should be concerned with, I think just off the top of my head is probably Herbert, uh, yeah. the Oregon guy. So a little bit of Homer there, but he's, he's really, he's like, he has everything you want for size, arm strength. He can move. He's just really inconsistent. So he's definitely that more of a raw product. And so you have to be patient with him. He might be a guy that comes out hot in terms of the hobby. And then like, he doesn't play for a year. Like somebody stashes him and then you try to buy him while he's stashed, like kind of like a Michael Porter jr. Type of thing. And then, um, kind of, I'm showing you guys and I'm keeping you, you are going, (laughs) you know how to stroke, stroke my ego. I like it. Yeah, and then in terms of just it, there's ton, there's actually a ton tie in terms of uh, running backs and quarter uh, running backs and receivers this year. They're just it's super deep. Uh, there's like there's six or seven receivers like everybody's arguing about for the number one guy. I put Jerry Judy on there just because I think he's the most polished. I just think that he's gonna go somewhere and be productive right away. And so I put Jonathan Taylor kind of as a guy to watch just because I think he's same thing. He's gonna be a guy you want. He's gonna be very ready to go right off the start. Um, but there, there's so many receivers and running backs though. So there'll be some guys in the hobby that pop up, which is fun because if I think you could probably point to five or six teams, maybe more than that, that if they just had a dominant receiver or a Mm -hmm. go-to running back, they would be competing for the playoffs. It's it's kind of fun because I think it'd be a good, it's good when, when some of these top guys slot into teams where they actually can be the, you know, the star receiver that that helps them and their value. And obviously them as a rookie. And I think that you maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong in basketball, but I think that's the more frustrating part about football is there going to be super talents that you love, yeah. But like Jerry Judy going, Jerry Judy going to Buffalo might limit him in terms of how awesome he can be because yeah. jo- Josh Allen's going to hit him for maybe two deep balls a game if he's feeling accurate that day, you know. Right. And, so, and he's in the cold, like. But if Jerry Judy goes to the Saints and compliments Michael Thomas, you're like, oh yeah, that that looks nice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just a matter like there's so much about bit that affects in their success i feel and that goes for a lot of people so a hundred percent yeah i think uh we we underestimate how important the number of games are in terms of just the hobby love and the ability to kind of justify your investment right with baseball you have every possible stat over 162 games and you get the same with 80 you know 82 games or whatever in nba it's like 16 games man you you screw up four of those games (laughs) like right that's it's hard to go from that even even if let's say you just 
Daniel Jones didn't get drafted by the Giants, like what if he went with somebody else and had the exact same statistical year? Right. You think he'd be a hundred hundred and ten dollars right now? No. Yeah. He wouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so Exactly. Think. You're exactly right. Um where do you think Tua falls? Do you think Tua falls to the second, third round? Or do you think he's a first rounder? Uh no, I mean I think if the health checks out and people feel good about the health, there's no way he's gonna get out of top ten. Uh, in from everything I've read and I kind of how I feel about it in terms of talent, it really seems like um, all signs point to like the early mocks and all the things I read that seems like Miami is the most common landing spot for him. I think at five, I think hmm. Miami's five. So, <clears throat> but I, I don't, I don't think he gets second. He only way he goes second round if his hip gets a a bad a bad read at the combine if he goes through the the health test, the physical test, and doesn't right. do well. Right. Then, then, then you can think maybe that's what's up. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, so. That'll be a fun one to watch. Herbert, you think's first round or two? In terms of, I think he kind of fits the mold of like. I'm not saying he's a talent of Mahomes, but he was Mahomes was very like huge upside, like yep. kind of raw coming out. People thought I think he could be that ten to twenty type pick that somebody takes a chance on to move on from their current situation. Yep. I think definitely. Um, he could fall in there. And I, I think, you know, I, I have mixed feelings on him from Oregon just because some of it I didn't like the offensive play calling. I thought he at least was a little restricted. But then was he was he restricted or was the offensive play calling keeping it keeping him reeled in? Right. Uh, that's where you, we won't know. But I know he can throw an 18-yard out on a laser, and I know he can still run. So, he, I mean, he can do a lot of NFL things. Hmm. It's just a matter of somebody getting him to do them in the right way. Yep. So... That makes sense. Wait, hold, hold, hold. What is this? Holding. <laughs> oh boy. It looks like newsflash Serena. Serena Williams has just lost in the Australian Open. Okay. Do I, do the Williams sisters lose every tournament now? I feel like we still make That's this headline just, news. It's like, what the heck? They lose every time. Yeah, I, I was I wasn't trying to be incon, you know inconsiderate of Serena, but I feel like that's most of the alerts I've been getting lately. And <laughs> right. I'm, I, I, I even though she would pummel me as a person, cause she's a massive <laughs> athlete that is more athletic and stronger than me. But uh, um, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, give her credit. She had a long run, and then she decided to have a family and started to settle down. It's not a big deal. That's good for her. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive, so, right? I, I do yeah, feel like every is. time I see her, I'm like, wait, is she still pregnant or not? I can't tell. Yeah, but she's just she's an impressive athlete. <laughs> yeah, that, that family's just they got it. They got it figured out. Yeah. They got the genes. But yeah, uh, I'm tired of seeing like breaking news. William's sister loses in the first round to 25th right. seed or whatever. It's like we get it. Okay, maybe they yeah. shouldn't be ranked so high. Right. What's up with the tennis maybe. rankings? Get that figured out. Yeah, it's a little bit name appeal right now. Keep people coming. But, yeah, <laughs> that's true. It just shows how. Uh, uh, shallow that class is apparently. Yeah. So uh, let's keep things let's keep things unbiased, Ty, and just be really, really honest here. Who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Um. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, I I do think the Chiefs win. Mm-hmm. I do. I just feel like I feel like it's meant to be. I hate to say it like that because I don't really think that stuff really matters. But yeah. I just get that feeling, like you know what, Andy Reid. Is finally right. going to get a Super Bowl, and and I I feel like that's why I might pull for them a little bit. The 49ers defense scares the hell out of me. Like they, yeah. I mean, I, 
if if Bosa and those guys get to you know Buckner and the two Oregon Armstead get the Oregon guys' names out there, but if those guys <laughs> get pressure on Mahomes, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one because <laughs> they've just dismantled everybody so far defensively. It is, but you know what? They haven't pl- they haven't played anybody as diverse as the Chiefs offense. And I, yeah, and I agree you know. with that. That's true. Yeah. So it, it'll sure. it'll be interesting because I think uh, th- this is the Super Bowl everyone. I say everyone, most people probably expected and wanted wanted to see. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe outside of the Baltimore, New Orleans, like this, you could argue those two teams too, but this is yeah, exciting. I think, you know, unfortunately the Titans robbed us of the Lamar Mahomes matchup, but yeah, that was kind of the one I was really looking forward to. That could have been a really fun game. Like not to take anything away from the Titans. I, I was actually rooting for them. I thought they were a fun story, but yeah. Lamar versus Mahomes would have been pretty big for the hobby. Uh, it would have. That's that's a good point. It would have. Um, do you know what a Nick Bosa silver goes for these days? Oh, I could find out real quick, but I actually I don't. Do you? Yeah, I do. All right, what is it? He's actually doing decent, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, he's he's going for about twenty bucks. Okay. Which, yeah. which I think is is good, right? But it's crazy because I I don't I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember a defensive player that was as intimidating or as impactful as a rookie than Nick Bosa. I can't. I just can't. He's He is so stinking good. Maybe Clowney. Yeah. I feel like Clowney had a pretty good year. Yeah, I mean, Garrett was too, but Garrett's Garrett team too. wasn't good. But, they, but, you know, I get what you're saying. I think the thing that always with the Bosa's when they come out, like it was hard for me to see because you see the Garrett's and like you said, Clowney, they were just physical freaks. Yep. And the Bosa's are just, they're smart they're strong and they're very technically sound. Like they do everything perfect. Like, yep. like that's kind of the difference and they're still super athletic too, but they're just, I don't know, his, their motors are just fun to watch. They just don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they so. truly are. Like I, I enjoy rooting for Nick Bosa. I yeah. Think he's, he's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. So if the card you want is a silver prison number three eleven. They're going for about 20 bucks. I, <laughs> yeah. I just, I think I'm going to probably grab a few just because I think he's, He's going to be a guy yeah. five, six years from now. We'll probably still be impressed with. Yep, yeah. right. So I think with him, just as long as he stays healthy, he'll have a good long career with you know Hall of Fame type career for sure. Yeah, and he's in the nine. He's on the Niners too. Like he's got the the Niners going for him. He's got the football family going for him because the dad played in the NFL as well. So it's just like people kind of like the Bosa's. I think. Yeah, for sure. What's your what's your prediction for the Super Bowl? Man, I, I knew you were going to ask me that. That's like it's really hard because I just kind of I really like, I really like both coaches. I like both teams quite a bit. Uh, I, I think I think I'm going to go 24-21 Chiefs, and I think that Mahomes' silvers are going to be people are going to take loans out to get them. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my gosh! I think people are already doing that. That's the problem. Yeah, I think Mahomes will have like some. You know, fourth quarter gets his team in field goal range, and Bucker gets it through, and they win by three. That's what I'm saying happens. Uh, I like it. I'll take that. Uh, that'll be yep. a little. Uh, that'll be a nail biter. Be a little nerve wracking. But uh, do you know what Mahomes' silvers go for these days? Um, I know the PSAs were back over a thousand. Like the ones that are Jim. Yeah. Do you have it? Yeah, Jim, Jim mints are going for about thirteen, maybe yep. a tad less, somewhere between twelve and thirteen. I know. That's why I'm so angry. I have one, and it's got the the factory dimple in it. I'm upset. Oh, did you send it in for grading or no? 
I haven't yet. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to play that. But and then <laughs> it's the only time I've flipped some retails that I got a good deal on. I gave I think two more away. Apparently. <laughs> oh man. So re- really bad, really bad. But that's okay. I digress. Yeah. But yeah, looks like a yeah PSA ten went on the twenty third. So today for thirteen fifty. There you go. There you go. If if I'm investing in Patrick Mahomes, I would probably take the approach. And this is a hint, hint. If you've been watching any, or listening, and watching some of the Patreon stuff, I would mm-hmm. grab the optic hollows. Right. The hollows, yeah. The hollow six, right here, two thirty. Uh, well, P- yeah, PSA ten. You're going, it's going for about six fifty. What you saw in NBA is that those those came pretty close, so they've kind of risen pretty close to where silvers are. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll trade my silver for that. Ooh, maybe, that, maybe. that's a good idea. You could probably trade it for a couple. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. There's an idea, Ty. I'll tell you how it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, okay. but yeah. So now I'm all nervous about selling my retail finds. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. Be happy. I know. I know. Um, all right. Look, take it too seriously. Yeah, that's right. Let, let's shift real quick. Uh, you've been putting out some really cool content around um, just your 15 guys that you're excited about, kind of your investment guys that you want to – Get people just um, make people aware of for baseball heading into 2020. I guess we're up to 2020 now, but to tell us a little bit about that, right? So we've we've put out the first two. Um, The first one was all about the big names, right? The five guys that still have upside, but everyone knows. Right. Um, Be fun to talk about that. We can dig into that. And then the second one that just came out was was kind of the second year guys or the guys that um, have a lot of upside, but you know, maybe, maybe didn't hit their ceiling yet. You know, they're sophomores right. um, or there's yep. some of them are going to be actually officially rookies this year. What's your third one coming out, which is going to be in a couple of days here. And then my uh, third one I'm working on, yeah. I'm, I'm having a tough time cutting the list down. So who knows what's going to happen, but oh boy. Uh, my third one, my third one's going to be the prospects. I feel like are undervalued that have some room to grow okay. and your pay, your Patreon stats actually support two of them pretty well. So I was happy with that cause I hadn't dug into your Patreon article yet. And so I'm happy that I'm on the same page, <laughs> Cool. but um, yeah, so more just going to prospects. I just kind of thought when I just came up with the idea was just, and you kind of told me off season buys and I thought, you know, well, go with the guys people know, go with kind of the guys coming off a rookie year that wasn't stellar and that could bounce back and then think about the prospects because that kind of seems to me like the three levels of investing that I would be interested in. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. It's funny because when you – the second one had Bo Bichette, I think, number three. Yeah, it was kind of a cheat, but, I mean, I just think he's in – I think he's going to blow up big. I think he's going to have a great first year. So I had to slide him in because I didn't feel like he had enough – a big enough sample to put him in the massive upside list, even though yeah. he does have that. But I, so I slid him into the breakout player. So he actually has his big breakout in his first year. Cause his, his rookie card should be in series one is the expectation. Yeah. No, I, I love it because I, uh, I, I kind of, I totally forgot about Boba shed and it's funny. Yeah. I read yeah. your stats and I'm like, no kidding. The guy did have that good of a year. And I went back and I snagged a bunch of his heritage minor stuff. Yep. Just because, I mean, again, it's not high upside stuff and, Series one is going to be right. really fun to chase, but uh, I like I like I like the list, man. It's been it's been really kind of fun to watch, and it just seems like people are digging into it and, and digging in as well. So, what uh, what are some of the names maybe that that slid off that didn't make the top cut? And I <laughs> I love that you have two pitchers, by the way, in the second set of five. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, like I'll, I'll just be honest. I'll just tell you what happened. I had Nick Senzel and I had Brennan Rogers okay. pick like put in like they were kind of guys I was thinking, you know what, those guys I know they're they were kind of had high prospect status, both kind of had some injury issues, they're kind of a good fit. And I just looked looked at them closer and I looked at their their uh, sabermetrics and their stuff on fan graphs and I just didn't like their stats. I just didn't hmm. like what they had to offer and then started hearing some things about Brendan Rogers has attitude issues and I'm just like, no, I just I'm not gonna put this guy on my list. I just I'm off. Like and so yeah. I just kinda then I started kinda thinking about pitchers and just because kind of a little bit went to the fantasy baseball one of who I'm thinking about and I just like Bieber and Flaherty a lot for next year because they're just high K guys and they're just they just feel like they can have that kind of Garrett Cole type ascension. And so that's kind of why I pivoted to pitchers. So that's literally how it fell in terms of my top five for the second breakout guys to look at so interesting um it's funny because i've always thought flaherty it it was always underpriced he's he's still only 24 and and you could argue he was a top five pitcher last year i mean they were talking cy young for him yeah basically into the last month of the season um and cardinals always carry pretty decent value so i I love seeing him on the list. I thought that was a that was a nice right. little mention. Yeah, and and Indians do well too, and like they've always had pretty solid pitching too. It seems like. Yeah. And I just think, like I said in my article, I think with Kluber being dealt and then Bauer being dealt the year before, like it's just they're the same Beavers the guy, and like that's pretty quick. <laughs> like he came into the For year sure. like their fourth or third guy, and then they're like, "Yep, this is our new ace," and they kind of shipped everybody else off. So I thought that that's kind of why he made the list. Just got his. You know, Cleveland seems to do a pretty good job of pitchers as well. Yeah, that's a good point. And was was Bieber the guy who got all the publicity last All Star game? I feel like he was the one. Yeah. I Did think he come in and pitch right. anything? He struck out the side or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I, I like that you were you thought through it, not just from the perspective of stats, but also he's a, he's yeah. got a bad attitude. I like that you really right. did, you dig into their background. <laughs> You do background checks. Oh, you know, yeah, I go get that background check that's, you know, <laughs> at my sources. <laughs> but I, I really had fun with the first article because I, I kind of just went through some of those comparison charts I put on there, and I just thought, like, wow, these match way better than I thought they were going to. With the, hmm. I had kind of in my mind. Yeah. And so I was kind of happy with, like, kind of, you know, how close Devers was to Soto and then Tatis, like, if he was projected out, that he's basically Acuna with a little bit less stolen bases. Yeah. Uh, like, Eloy and Bellinger, I, I just thought, like, they're just so, they just were way closer. I thought they were going to be, so that was kind of fun to put together. Um, but yeah, and then I, you know, I bought some Meadows today. I, I bought a Meadows Gold today, Ty. So I'm trying you to, did? Yeah, trying to get some Meadows going. So I like it. Did you buy the 18 update? Is that what you bought? Yeah, this his 18, he's 18 rookie update. Yeah. Okay. Gold. Nice. Did you get it raw or did you buy it graded? I, I did buy it raw, like a little fire sale guy was having. I just it looked good to me and I got it I got it undervalued, so I was I'm gonna see if I can get it graded and Heck go from yeah. there. Yeah. Awesome. That's I wish we lived closer because we could submit our cards together. I could I could hook you up with some good good deals. I know, that would be great. Um but it probably costs a crap ton to ship them to me. Um but anyway, that's neither. We can, here we can talk offline and try to get something worked out for that because that's what I, that's what I, honestly for me that's what I'm struggling with right now. Just trying to commit to a way to get my stuff graded. Oh yeah, because um, I mean I've yeah I got tons of friends and family in the U.S. Obviously, so getting it there is not too hard. Okay, but then like how to get it back and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, but anyway, right. so yeah, Meadows is Meadows guy. I like I bought some 
from my list, I think I've bought, like I told you that in text, I've bought, I've bought some Devers lately. I've bought some Tatis, a lot of Tatis. I bought some Eloy. I already had a ton of Gliber and <clears throat> Meadows. I just got, like I told you, I got a good little set with him. Um, Robles is the guy that I think that people are sleeping on, though, if you want to pivot to the other article. Um, yeah. Know. First off, thank you for actually doing what you're telling other people to do. I, I <laughs> yeah, we joke about that kind of in the chat room sometimes, some people. It's like, and, yeah. I, and I try to buy people that I tell people to buy too, because I think it's it's not fair, but you, thank you for doing that. <laughs> but I agree, yeah. man. Robles, he's only 22 yeah. still. Yeah. I mean, That's what's crazy 22, to me. He's 22. He he has high, high stolen base upside. Like, he could still he could still have 30 bases, if like, easily. And then he just cranked out 17 homers, which is the most he's ever had in his hmm. first full year in the bigs. And so to me, it's just like, okay, we saw a nice power uptick. We know he can run. He's an elite center fielder. Like only thing we need to do is he just needs to make more consistent contact and cut down his K rate. And I mean, there's a big upside there. Like, and then I read and I was really excited because they said the Nats are thinking about Turner at three, which means that gives him a better opportunity to get up in the order. Cause to me, that's the biggest problem. They yeah. bat him eight or nine all year. And like, I yeah. had a fantasy. And I was just like, Jesus, like how many times are they going to leave him down there? But then I went and looked at his stats and he just, his, his OBP is just not good enough for the top of the order. So, yeah. um, but so I, uh, you know, but I mean, I still think it just, I mean, his like PSA 10 or BGS 9.5, rookie cards are going for basically the cost of gra- cost of grading <laughs> mind-blowing so, it's mind-blowing you know, like, like yeah, it's a no that's a no-brainer a, yeah it's a free investment like you just they're, they're not even worth buying raw just go buy a bunch of you know buy 10 or 15 or how much you can put down and see what you can do yeah for sure no for sure i, I think that's a, that's a great strategy right you think about it in terms of like bu- buying a share of a stock right you go buy 20 of his psa 10s for 200 bucks right now and all right. it takes for him to double or triple. I mean, it's, it's worth six or seven hundred bucks, right? Um, and and that's a like, that's a liquid investment these days. And I mean, even like, because to me, like, what would be bottom dollar for a perfect graded rookie for Victor Robles? Even if he kind of just is mediocre next year, it's probably going to stay there. So you yeah. could just cash out even if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. It, it always cracks me up, and I and I tell people this with basketball cards. Um, like don't don't sell silvers for like below five dollars. Just don't do it. Like there's no reason to do it yeah. because you, it behooves you to keep those. And if the guy has a couple of good games, it's going to be a twenty dollar card, right? Right. I, it yeah. just blows my mind that people are willing to unload a Robles PSA ten rookie for ten dollars or less. Right. Like, why would you do that? You're losing money on every sell. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, you're de- definitely taking a loss on a 22 year old. Like, like that right. makes no sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. So, uh, so again, listeners, go, go buy those guys up. <laughs> yeah. So and like the like but, sorry the most I'd say the most surprising one when I was going through stats was Keston Hira. Like his, hmm. I didn't realize how awesome his numbers were. <laughs> like he was literally like top 25, top 30 in every major hitting category. And he's in a great ballpark. He's in a team that hits the ball. Like, I just don't see that coming down. And he had a high K rate. So, like, he had all these high WOBA, high, like, like WRC, like, all those things. And that was with a high K rate. So, if he puts the ball in play more, like, uh, yeah, he's got a really big 
he could really go like Gliber. I kind of compare him to Gliber. I think he could get like Gliber level pretty easily. <clears throat> Not That's, the market, but yeah, I was gonna say the two things that I think hold him back are one, people can't pronounce his name correctly. No one can agree on that. And then two, yeah, um, <laughs> like I said, that's somewhat tongue in cheek. But the the other thing is like I just feel like Milwaukee wins. Like name the last player that you felt like was worth what he was actually valued at, and you know, in in the league. Yeah. Even and Ryan Braun in his heyday, it's like, oh gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's the only that's the but, only bad bad thing about. But do you think casting. he gets any of that like because of the Asian market? Does he get any like? That's a good point. That? That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. You know. We we watch Ichiro still getting good value. We still watch you know all those all the guys they like they like to buy their guys. So <laughs> <laughs> we take care of our kind. That's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, there's a, there's a guy Roy Hachimura, and it's like in an NBA, you get mm-hmm. he just he's worth so much more than he actually performs because he's the first really good Japanese player, <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. They're fans. I mean, yeah, I love it. You know, like I'll go by. I'll go find like a DeForest Buckner card because I like fan of Oregon. That's fine, but nobody else wants it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, that's right. That's, funny. that's right. So your last set of five, that's, I think you said it's going to be super undervalued prospects. Uh, I wouldn't put super on it. There's a couple okay. of guys that are like well-known that I think I have big upside, like cause they're age. Um, but I'd say, I, let me look here. Um, you don't have to give away your secrets yet, but I'm not going to tell any names, but I'd say that two guys are, would consider well-known but I still think they have a lot of room for growth. And especially I think one of them can make an impact next year. And then I have the other, I have other two guys that are super cheap and pretty young. So I mm. think that that's kind of, kind of where I'm looking. All right. But when do you want to put yeah. this article out? When, when are we going to have this done? Next um, week? You think next we'll week? see how much time I can carve. Oh, I, I think I can get it done this weekend for sure. I'm trying oh, to get, yeah. I want to get a good hammered out. To, I got all the stats and stuff. And that's a long part. So I got, I got to get the, the content, which I'm going to try to work on tomorrow for you, boss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, for you, sure next week. I think that's, that's reasonable for sure. We're, we're going to, we're going to back this one with some pretty cool, some pretty cool, uh, visualizations. All right. Awesome. Well, ho- hopefully, hopefully these are the guys that uh, we can get some data for. It'd be fun. Yeah. Um, are you going, you going to buy some top series one? What's your, um, what's your plan yeah. on that? I, yeah, I think I think I will for sure. I'll definitely be kind of, you know, check out the retails up here and seeing what I can get. And, you know, I might even jump a couple of breaks and try, like I said, get the Blue Jays and just see if I can get anything with Bichette because I, I just think he's the guy that's kind of the long-term value. I know everybody's super heavy in Jordan, and Jordan's really fun to watch, and he just hammers the ball. I just, I just don't know if he has a long-term upside with his, you know, he's probably going to be a DH. He's probably going to be limited to just – you know, power, like he's not going to run. So I just, I don't see his huge upside. I really mm-hmm. don't, even though he's a, he's a great hitter. Um, but so to me, like I'm going to be kind of fading him. Like if I had a 9.5 gym mint first Bowman auto of him, I would have been, I would have sold it by now for me. But I, uh, I'm with you 1 billion percent on Jordan. I just, uh, yeah. I don't see it. I just don't see it. And, and not to mention, He's in possibly the worst market you could you could have right now in baseball. Yeah, we, it's like oh my gosh, enough, we probably don't have enough time on the podcast for that. But 
Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we'll have to have a separate episode. I'm sure yeah, there'll be more stuff really, It's just really disappointing. Like, to the level of it. I mean, everybody steals signs, but that's a different level. <laughs> a totally different level. You know what I'm surprised? I'm surprised we're not hearing more about player suspensions. I, uh, I, I like, I, you know, we, we can talk about it, but I like the, the Bregman thing, like watching his interview, I thought was really uh, cowardly, just like totally deflecting, totally just pretty much saying, yeah, we were doing it. Um, <laughs> and so then like now it's going to be a big deal is, is like everybody really wants to see, okay, so next year, how is Altuve and Bregman going to do at home? Like, how are those guys? Cause that's going to matter because Bregman's a pretty big, like, he's still commanding pretty good value for his, his first right. but bomb on auto. So um, it's to be really interesting to see what happens with them for sure. Yeah, it is. It's going to be, it's going to be, I, I'm just, I'm just interested period as a baseball fan at seeing if their performance drops at the plate. Like we're talking about one of the top five hitters in baseball with Altuve yeah. for years. Right. Yeah, like, is, is he is he going to get, like, a lifetime ban? Like, all that, all these people come out of the work, woodwork about Pete Rose and then saying that how does Pete Rose get, like, lifetime ban? These guys are not even getting suspended a game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, mean, it is pretty crazy. In context. Yep. But. You are right. Um, what what is, Give me some good movies, some, some entertainment stuff you guys have seen lately. Anything good? Oh, man. It's... I've I've watched uh, Lion King like twenty million times lately. No, I'm just kidding. Oh goodness! The, uh, the, the, wait, wait, wait. The, the animated one or the the real one? The animated one. Yeah, okay. like All that right. was kind of my favorite Disney movie growing up. And then uh, my kids actually got hooked on it. So they've been watching it quite a bit lately. Uh, but no, I, I think in terms of actually really good shows, uh, my wife and I finished Mindhunter. I thought that was really interesting. It was was a it good? Show on okay. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Just okay. Kinda, the mind of a serial killer, kind of going that route. Um, haven't been to the movie theater, so I haven't done anything current events on that. But uh, that's kind of the one that stands out for me. Okay. And I watched that QB1 series, so I watched that as well. But nice. Not too much going on. How All about right. you? Um, yeah, a couple a couple stand out to me. We watched, uh, so as in terms of like family shows, I, I can't recommend Lost in Space enough. Oh, okay. the, the Netflix Lost in Space series is really good. Um, and, se- and season two came out and we watched that in a couple of days as a family. It's, it's perfect for any age kid. And really? it's, uh, oh yeah, it's, it's, re- it's a really good series. Sweet. Um, Disney plus the movie Togo. Okay. Another family movie. As you can, as you can see, there. like, yeah, that's a pretty good one. It's the, it's the real story of what happened with Balto. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But it's, wow. it's, it's really well done. But, cool. uh. I'm excited because this weekend I'm going to see 1917. I like I said, we're not in the ballpark for current events yet because we're still, you know, it's hard for us to get a babysitter every now and then. If we can get out for dinner, it's great. So we don't really think that past the movie part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I have heard good things. But like for like what people are anticipating. What what is the main theater up there? It's not AMC. I would take it. No, we uh, they're like Cinemax, I think they're called. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Cinemax and Cine... No, it's not Cinemax. It's Cineplex. Excuse me. Cineplex. Cineplex. Okay. Yeah, that's what it's called. Nice. So, yeah, they, 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 they're they pretty good. They're like okay. just standard. <laughs> I did like when I was in Kentucky, like movie taverns and all those things are pretty fun with, with the nice recliners and oh, sweet. food. I like those movie theaters. They're a pretty good time. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. What um, What's the... 
what's the most innovative way you've seen a student cheat? <laughs> innovative. Oh man. <sighs> like I, the only one that comes to mind, but it's not innovative is I remember actually it was when I was in the class as a student in college and it was actually a teammate of mine that we definitely ripped. He wrote down as many notes as he could on his thigh and he wrote, and he wore shorts that day. So that was probably. That's so the, good. Oh my that's gosh. That's the best, best one I can think of. Um, other than that, you know, like with today's, like honestly, with today's technology and the way that kids communicate today, all the cheating is just like period two takes a test. Hey, number six was about this. You better study it. And we'll never know. And so I think hmm. it's really, it's really hard for us to identify that. And so try to mix up my exams as much as I can, especially when I have two classes of the same. But yeah, that's 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 the best one, I think. <laughs> uh, football player, definitely, he was, he was definitely fulfilling the meathead stereotype of being a football player. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. That's awesome. What's, um, I mean, how, how can, what flexibility do you have for punishing kids these days? Can you kick someone out of a class or is that, do you have flexibility to do that? Uh, I mean, it can go as high as the expulsion. Okay. Depending on on the severity, you know, we you know we've had situations. I've had situations in schools I worked at where, yeah, they got expelled. There's just no tolerance for you know stealing exams or taking pictures of exams or all those things. So I mean, it's pretty. It could be pretty severe. But then when it comes to like copying assignment, then maybe you're talking like a lunch or owing time or stuff like that. But, got it. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. Do you, uh, yeah. do you have like a ruler where you slap people's hands? Do you do that? Is that still a thing? No, no. Me, I, I have a meter stick. Okay. No, I don't, don't slap any hands with a meter stick. No. Nice. Trying to keep my job. That's keep true. Job. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's, what's the thing that you miss most when you're in Canada that you don't have and maybe you go rush to when you get back into the America? Is there anything? Um, Food place or... Yeah, I'd probably say like food and beer. Uh, there's 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 still some good beers up here. I won't. Calgary actually has a lot of good microbrews, but like I have a few good favorites in Oregon that I really I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, like food places, like kind of like I feel like the the you know like there's fast food and then like kind of good fast food. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You know, like your Chipotle's and your Cadobas and Firehouse Subs is a huge huge thing for me. I love Firehouse Subs. So just like. I feel like sandwich shops up here is just ah. not great. Not great. So the, the sandwich shops, I really like to hit up Panera, uh, Firehouse, uh, like all those type of places I really like. So what's definitely your, head for those. What's your go-to sandwich at Firehouse? Firehouse, it kind of depends. I either go Italian or I go the steak. Okay, so, yeah, nice. So, so, yeah, those they're, two are pretty, pretty locked in. They're Italians, incredible. Yeah, we're right next to a firehouse over here, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's an awesome place. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. But I, I, even from closer to where you are, like you probably have like raising canes, and you probably have mm-hmm. uh, all those things. Like they, Popeyes is actually up here in Canada now, and it, you know I don't go to that too much, but we were big raising canes fans when we were when my wife and I were in Kentucky. That was that was pretty simple for us. We is that. is that a southern joint? Because it just popped into Kansas City maybe a year ago. So yeah, must... I th- yeah, I think so. Okay, it's, it's kind of a and it's just straight, just chicken fingers and fries. And it's they have so really simple, good, like fry sauce and yeah. We mostly got hooked on because the 
kids in high school so like sold like a rewards card and every Wednesday you could buy a meal, get a meal for free. So her night for like seven bucks on Wednesdays. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yes. Nice. Remember those days. Remember oh yeah. Those days. yeah. Get the deals, man. Get the deals. You know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why the college kids always win those prizes for sitting out, you know, overnight when restaurants open to get a year of like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Right, it's because yeah. like that matters. That really matters that, when it comes that to budget. Does matter. <laughs> yeah, that does matter for sure. <laughs> what type of uh, what type of beers are they are they brewing up there in, in Calgary? Is it are they an IPA type place? Are they at stouts? What are they, what are they kind of trend? They're, they're actually they're pretty mixed. I are think they? they okay. Yeah, like it, there's kind of like I'd say most of the places have a nice um, they have a nice variety. They'll have a pale. They'll have a uh, a wheat. They'll have a a blonde they'll have the kind of kind of kind of hit everything kind of one that i kind of like quite quite a bit from a, a brewery called wild rose it's called um it's a hemp it's a hemp beer so it's like a <laughs> it's an ipa with hemp in it it's just it's good though it's just it tastes like a really strong wheat beer and i like it okay um uh, yeah that one's good but yeah it's actually one of the students i taught dad pretty much owns one of them so i checked that one out they had really good wheat beer as well so oh, that's cool i, nice. I kind of go for the wheats though what do you think what do you like i'm yeah. an ipa guy for sure yeah i like yeah. ipa too I... yeah we got some good ones around here in kansas city i'm trying yeah. to think i mean i know this shoots obviously it's the big one in oregon that sticks out to me but yeah. is there a, is there a big ipa that i'm missing big uh big ipa i'm just trying to think i feel like oregon's um... like Oregon's like the capital uh, of, of yeah. microbreweries, isn't it? More or less. No, it is. That's like there's just so many. Yeah. Like, I just can't think of. I'm trying to think of like a one that you would know, but Deschutes is definitely a strong one for sure. That's the one we definitely uh, have a lot of around here. Um, I, I've heard of yeah. some of the other big ones, you know, like Bre- Breakside and like Ancestry and some of those big ones. But yeah, have you ever tried the? Have you tried the Kona one? The their IPA, the pineapple. It has like like pineapple infused IPA. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Kona Brewery is pretty popular too. We actually have Kona up here, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's, it's a good. They have a good IPA. It's a little bit on the citrus side because okay. the pineapple is pretty pretty strong, but it's good. I like it. All right. You ever tried Boulevard? I haven't. No Boulevard. Oh, Boulevard the, is the KC staple. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, so you, I you actually might have Boulevard, some shape or form, floating around Canada. Okay. I'll look for it now. There you go. Um, you send your cards over to me, and I'll send, submit them in the next BGS submission, and I'll send you some beer. How about that? That sounds great. <laughs> you win sounds on great. both accounts. I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Deal. Well, man, have yourself an amazing week. Thanks for all the good work you do. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up Thanks again next me. month. All right. Sounds good. All right, bud. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Thank you again for listening and supporting Breaker Culture. Go check us out on BreakerCulture.com. Follow us on Breaker Culture across Twitter, Instagram, whatever the heck else is out there with social media. And have yourself an amazing weekend. Go Chiefs.